I, I really like being in the shadows with people who are, you know, like, oh, God, this is it. You know, my kids in the hospital, my, my kids OD'd, my kids tried to kill themselves, my, my life is over. Those are the moments that I'm like, you know, this is this is make or break right here. Let's like, that's that chaos that has no outcome, and we really are staring into the abyss. By God, those are the times that I just feel are the most just juicy. And and if you can reach someone in that in the shadow, and it all starts with being courageous enough to sit in the shadow with them. But if you can reach them there, the rest of communication connection is easy. Yeah, and that's why I wanted to talk to you. You got some juice. Everybody has to earn their crown. Greetings, I'm Queen Be Divine. Blase, blase. This is the Cure Is Conversation. Blase, blase. So sit back and relax and listen. Blase, blase. This is the Cure Is Conversation. is conversation. Why do I call it the kids conversation? Because at a very young age, I realized that expressing yourself and speaking out into the ether can change your life and your life path because it can resonate to those who are going to help you or at least committed to helping you be the best version of who you are. And I love to bring guests that amplify that message. So today we have a special guest who's been in the biz more than 20 years and knows exactly how to help people get into that space of uh, especially when it comes to parenting and teens so let 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 let's get to him introducing himself and like i always say blase blase means to tell your story so go ahead introduce yourself and tell us how um and what you do my name is aaron huey thank you for having me on your show thank you for giving a chance to just talk to your listeners like you I imagine I love the sound of my voice. So if there is going to be a question after you ask me the last one, you're going to have to interrupt. I started out without a father and that was uh, way back in 1969. Uh, I was adopted by one of the most incredible daddies uh, a boy could ask for but he wasn't my father both my mom and my dad were really progressive uh for being in the 70s and the 80s and stuff just forward thinking i was diagnosed with adhd very young uh put on ritalin at a very young age while it was still being tried as the the thing to use um it messed with me i was bullied mercilessly and these were still during the 70s when well boys will just be boys and it wasn't it was abuse and that was tough not having a father obviously that's a that's a big that's a big check mark um right and, and uh i found drugs age 12 when i when i was 12 uh first time i came home high from the from the neighbor's house my mom sat me down and said are you high it's like yep it says don't let it run your life wow. and uh you know i i showed her right uh I was a drug addict for 14 years. It was general experimentation until uh, I was uh, 18 years old. When I hit 18 years old, I was in acting school. I did not do well in high school. I am not a, st I am not a student. I'm a teacher. Right. And the good thing is the teacher gets to learn twice, right? <laughs> yes, so, sir. As, 
as a as a student in high school, I barely I scratched out of high school with a D minus in algebra. Thank you, Mr. Kokora, who knew I was never going to be a mathematician. Um, but uh, my first year in acting school, uh, my best friend, who had the same name as my biological father, there's my psyche laid bare for you right there. <laughs> he, yes. he sexually assaulted me. And oh, jeez. Yeah, it was that was that was a doozy, right? That led me down what the Japanese call the kage, that shadow path of, mm. of just saying, you know, am I loved? Am I lovable? Am I even loving? And my answer, the only answer I could find was no. The suicidality I had experienced as a young kid came back with a with a dragon-like vengeance. Um, and really when I getting high meant I was happy and being sober meant I was suicidal. And as life progressed and my girlfriend and I got married and then we decided consciously to have the most beautiful little girl on the Aww, planet. congratulations. Pause for the cause. A queen, the divine original called Marshall. C-A-L-M Marshall. A calming moment where you can sit back and reflect at the information that you just heard. And also the three P's, pen, pencil, and paper, so you can jot down what vibrates with your inner core. Also, please be aware of your surroundings, because mental health means to always be aware of the beauty that surrounds you. Also, this is a great time to grab a beverage, water, juice, so we can keep the positive flow of vibration going throughout your body. Thank you for listening to this Queen Be Divine original Calm Marshall, a moment in the podcast to just take a deep breath and reset. So let's get back into The Cure is a Conversation. Unpause for the call. This is The Cure is Conversation. My name is Aaron Huey. Thank you for having me on your show. Thank you. Oh, thank you. That drug, that drug abuse just stayed with me. So I was a fun dad, but I was not a present dad. Um, I was a terrible employee. I was the worst husband. Uh, you know, so that that ended. That uh, that all came to a crashing halt May twenty first, nineteen ninety eight, on the side of a road a couple miles outside of Longmont, Colorado, where I just. I hit it. I had my direct experience at, at that rock bottom moment. And that was, that was the final wake up call, right? That was the final I'm done. Right. And as I was telling you off the air, that moment that when I, when I got home, I started keeping a day timer. If, if I knew one thing, it was that the chaos in my life came from thinking I had it all up here and I had nothing up here, but chaos right, and the chaos right. of my my ADHD mind and the chaos of my my drug abuse life and trying to live life on my terms right, right. instead of life's terms. Right. Um, I, I said, I got to do one thing different. I got to start with one thing. And that was I started keeping a to-do list. And to this day, I have my own day timer. It's been published. You know, uh, I it, love that. Just... I love that aspect of a to-do list. But, you know, what I find when I, you know, when I interview people or when, and I find with people, because I go out and meet a lot of people, how did you, 
how do you, you know, to-do lists and having lists and making a schedule, that's one thing. But how did you stay committed to doing that? You know what I mean? Some people go, one day, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. You know, it's there's a there's a crazy response to that. And right. in doing as much work in addiction as I have over the past 20 years, and especially with mental health and addiction, adolescence, being a family crisis consultant, being a businessman, having successful businesses, having utter failures, um, everybody says, you know, how did you find the discipline to do this? Right. We are, are we have fine discipline. Every last one of us, right. because binge watching Netflix for three hours after you're tired after work is a discipline. Yes, it is. Well said. Well said. You know, so, so it's really just about, I was done. And that, that moment of motivation that only lasts a moment. It's the discipline, right? It's the maintenance that's the hard part. So right. you can be motivated to change your life in an instant. Everything about it, the worst thing about it. You can be, I'm just done. This is bullshit. I'm out. Right. But then that next day when you wake up, man, those old comfy sweatpants look so good. <laughs> and they're already warm. And you slip them back on and you're used to them. No, you got to put on the brand new pair of Levi's that have never been through the wash once. And you got to break those in. Right. And that means discipline means being uncomfortable. Right. That's right. what discipline in my mind means. Being yeah. a martial artist means you get comfortable with discomfort. Being someone who who whose hobbies are emergency medicine and outdoor survival means you find a way to make discomfort work in your favor. Right, right, and you, right. And that's the work is is I'm gonna be okay being uncomfortable. I hate using a day timer sometimes. And when people say, okay, really, every day you sit down and go to every bank account you have and you write down every number to the penny every day, my response is, don't you? Like, <laughs> like, don't you know how much money you have? I know to the penny how much money I have. Right, right. Is that fun? Good God, no. That sucks. Right, right, but right. the discipline of it right. is what has made me the man. So it's not easy. There is no trick. There is no seminar. You sit down and you white knuckle it until that becomes your habit. Because that's the same way drugs begin. Right, right, right. Yeah, very. See, I love the correlations because a lot of people don't know the you know the energy it takes to get addicted to whatever it is. Been there, done that. Um, the energy it takes to get into something that's not good for you. Um, put that same energy, um, but towards a, a brighter light to get out of it. And you know, a lot of people are like, I can't, I can't quit. I'm like, well, how did you get into it? You were disciplined enough to get into it, to commit to doing it every hour on the hour. You know what I mean? It's just so fun. Just like with cigarette, cigarette smoking, you know, people are like, oh, I just, I just can't. I just, it's so hard to quit. But it was so easy for you to start. So we put that same mentality into getting out of the problem that we get into. We can, you know what I mean? Like, it's all about mindset. You know, um, you, what did you have to tell yourself? Um, what was the, your inner conversation that you had with yourself as you were going through this? Because a lot of people say, but I said to myself, I hate myself. You know, I always tell people, have compassion. But what was what was your inner dialogue that you had with yourself that you had to get over so you can get through and get to the position of success you are now? Uh, the, there are two things that I think were really the key to 
the the amazing amount of success I have with marriage, being a parent again, um, being a businessman, remaining sober, uh, facilitating change for myself and others. It's twofold. Number one, the day I got sober, the reason why I got sober is because I had three male figures tell me that they loved me. Wow. Which was, one was a, one was a stranger right. when I called the triangle club and said, you know, I, when's your next meeting? I think I'm an addict. And they said, this guy, a stranger on a payphone, right. said, where are you? I'll come get you. And I said, don't do that. And he goes, it's okay, man. I know this is hard. I'll come give you a ride. And I said, stop it. He says, right. it's okay. And I said, don't you fucking say it. And he goes, I love you. Right. And I broke because this is some stranger on a phone telling me he loves me and I knew he was going to say it. Right. And I was like, I can't do this right now. And he goes, we have a meeting every hour. If you need a ride, we'll come get you. And he hung up. Then that was after the experience of having a divine intervention right. of pure love and forgiveness mm. of, of experiencing a consciousness and awakening. If you want to call it Christ, if you want to call it the Christ consciousness, Jesus, you're talking to someone who's initiated into witchcraft and paganism at 12 years old. I'd never had anything against Christianity or, or Christ. And my parents were very open and progressive with everything, yeah. but that was my moment of understanding what that deity had to offer me love and forgiveness wow wow wow! and i had not earned that being a drug addict and a drug dealer i had not earned that love and forgiveness but i was gifted it anyway and then the third was when i told my mom and dad 24 hours later uh my dad said Whatever you need, I'll do. Right. Because I love you. And remember, this is not my father. This is the man who raised me and loved me while I was a drug addict and a drug dealer and had lied and stolen from his wife and been a terrible older brother to his biological children. He still had the heart. He still had the love for me. Wow. And that was the part that made me go, what I'm seeking is seeking me. Right, right, right. And that that's the first part. The second part was something I was born with that anybody can access because we all have it. I was just stupid or courageous enough to maintain it. And that is the utter audacity right. to believe that I deserve a good life. Mm. You know, despite everything that was going on, Right. It was all happening because I was trying to get my needs fulfilled. Right. And right. felt like I deserved it. It's like, where is my parade? I want to sit on top of the fire truck and wave. I don't want to watch it. I want to be there. And obviously it wasn't until I got sober at 28 years old that the parade began. And Divine has been going on ever since. You know, that you see, and that's and that's the kind of um that that's why I find it so important that we share our stories because we don't know um, what's going to affect another person to continue. And I know a lot of people, especially men, have a very hard time with expressing their emotions and 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 getting that help. Did you find it difficult as a man to find the help that you needed to get to where you are today? 
It's at the, I love the question simply because um, help came in almost in the form of a fist fight. Wow. Uh, being someone who used violence to and was a contributor of violence to his community as a drug dealer. That's right. Um, in my first 12-step meeting, uh, they said it was a speaker's meeting. Right. And naturally, I thought they meant I was going to talk. Because, you know, I'm so important. <laughs> and, and I literally, they were like reintroducing the speaker, and I stood up to talk. My first meeting ever. Right. And this dude sitting behind me, again, in Longmont, Colorado, at the Triangle Club on Main Street, grabbed me by the back of my shirt and yanked me back down in my chair. And I turned to swing on this dude. Right. Like, like... No man, no older man puts his hands on me. No, no younger training in martial arts since right. 12 years old. Nobody touches me. Right, right, right. You know, that's that's my heart talking, right? Right. And I turn around to swing on this dude, and this big biker leaning back in his fold-up metal chair that I can see him still have his vest in his patches, hands folded across his big old belly, beard hanging down to his hands. He looked at me. And I'm, I'm, my fist is cocked. Right. He looks at me and he goes, sit the fuck down and shut the fuck up for once in your life and maybe you'll learn something. Mm. <laughs> this is the Curious Conversation. This is the Curious Conversation. My name is Aaron Huey. Thank you for having me on your show. Right, right. And I turned around and sat down, and the guy got up to speak. You know, the actual speaker, the one they had brought in to speak. Right. And he started by saying, I grew up without a father. I was 12 years old when I first tried pot, and I was sexually assaulted when I was 18. And my jaw hit the table. The dude was telling my story. Wow. wow. And then I'm like, I'm not alone. And so, of course, at the end of the thing, I hang dog walk up to this biker dude, and I say, would you be my sponsor? He goes, of course I'm going to be your goddamn sponsor. <laughs> and it was this constant love of these men, you know, because I hadn't felt love. I had felt abuse. Right. I had felt abandonment. I had felt being assaulted. And I had been growing up in addictive circles. I had all four of the A's, and it was all with these men. Addiction, abuse, abandonment, and being assaulted from other men Mm. And now there were these men who were saying, you call me at four in the morning, I will meet you at Perkins. We will do what it takes to keep you sober and get through this because mm. I love you. And I, I didn't get it, but I was audacious enough to believe I deserved it. And they said it to me until I started saying it to myself, right. meaning it and receiving it. So that's, that's what you carry. Right. And if someone's not saying it to you, then you look in the mirror, you get little sticky notes and you stick it around the edges of the mirror. And right. I don't care if you ever look at them and read them. Right. You see them. You know what's there. Right. And they should all say, I love you. You are beautiful. You are perfect. You are amazing. You are successful. You are healthy, wealthy, and wise. Mm. And you, you say it until that's your habit. This is all about habits. Right, right, right. And the moment you wake up, you get to control the next habit you develop. It's yours. 
that's you know that's beautifully said like that's that's very true like we we don't as people we've forgotten the power of just making a decision making a choice um no even if the, you know a lot of people go but the choices suck it's still it's in your power <laughs> Politically, in the past, well, I don't know. I mean, divine for you in the yeah. past four hundred years. Politically, system has not given you much of a choice. Not really. Right? <laughs> no. Our choices have been incredibly limited, but we still have to say, what would it be like to live in a place without? Hell no. Yeah. You 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 fight for every choice. Everybody fights for every choice. Yes. Because and this is what it says on the cover of my data. Right. Right here. I'm going to show you cuz you can see it, but then I'll read it to everybody. This is what happens if you don't choose. Create the you day. You either create the day or the day creates you. Mm, daily created. You know what? That's 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 very true. Like, you know, take it took me a long time to realize that um, that life, you know, I could choose to see, I can choose how life happened to me and, you know, to play the victim, it, it, you know, it's a great little space to be. Everybody's like, oh, are you okay? What you need? And then I realized I don't want to do that anymore. And when I put, when I started making choices, I realized what I was afraid of. I was afraid of taking responsibility for my life because I wouldn't be able to blame anybody. And so if I made the choice to say, I want to do this, this is what I want to do. I want to become a mental health um, advocate and, and go take social work and talk to people about mental health. So, if, you know, I was afraid of I had to take responsibility. And, you know, and the question I pose to you now is, you know, at what point did you say this is what I want to do and what made you step into this position? Because it's a beautiful position you are. And I thank you for doing what you're doing. What made you want to step into this position as, as, as you know, an, a counselor, an advocate to help parents? Um, with, with, with the issues they may have with their teens or themselves? Again, two things. The first is recognizing that there were, you know, that this, I want to be, I want to be clear from a privileged place. Right. Right. Me, me as a white male saying, uh, you've got to create your life or your life creates you. I've been sexually assaulted. I've been abandoned by my father, been abused by other, you know, boys in my school. I right. didn't create that. Right. I didn't right. choose that. Right. Like there are dragons, there are hackers. Just because you have a computer doesn't mean you deserve or you have manifested being hacked. Just because you wear what you want to wear means yes. Like there are dragons and monsters in this world. Well said. That recognition that there is a very material earthly balance between I can create my life and I am a product of an environment that yes. may or may not be designed to support me. You have to, you have to find your space within those two realities. That's becoming a master of two worlds. Right. Because when someone would say to me, you have a beautiful daughter, you have a marriage, you, you have a cabin with 70 acres, you got to stop smoking pot. Like, like this, uh, this, this shit was in my genetics. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> this is the result of clinical depression and a yes, very, very well said. Like, yes, like this is this is a, this is the fruit of and the root is being sexually assaulted right. by a best friend and being violated. Like right. it's not this thing on the outside, and that realization that my addiction right. was the fruit, not the root. 
Right. And and that blaming someone for their circumstance serves to create more enemies than friends. You know what? That's, saying, yes, very true. Saying what happened to you yesterday is not your fault. What happens tomorrow is. Mm. Let's make tomorrow happen. Yes. Well that, that, said. That, that, that was the first one. And the second one was just quite honestly the, the 12th step. Now, I'm not a big step guy. I went through the <laughs> steps. I. Yeah, I feel you. But, but, but when I hit that 12th step, you see, for me, sobriety came from from the people in those rooms, not the steps we took together, but those people kept me sober and they modeled for me what kind of person to be for other people. When I hit that 12th step, that it's time to take the message of hope to those who have none. Right. That, that hammered. That was the moment where I I knew I got to, the teacher learns twice, as I said, that's where I got to go through my work again and again and again. That's been my path since when when owning a small martial arts school after i got sober and a parent Mm. came up to me and said my six-year-old i caught him trying to commit suicide for the third time right and he was trying to hang himself in the shower can you teach him martial arts this warrior inside of me said yes i had no idea what to do with this kid right but i'm not gonna say no i'm gonna say yes and i'm gonna figure this thing out on the way you know i I noticed that you mentioned uh martial arts a lot my husband um he was you know he has the same beginning when it comes to martial arts he did young and you know he did his you know learned it do you have from your opinion did martial arts help help protect like not even protect you did it help in your growth of becoming the man you are today I don't remember a point in my life where martial arts wasn't an ally. Oh, very even nice. Even when I was even even when I was high. Right, right. right. It, it was the sword on my hip, it was the arrows in my quiver. It even even in those darkest of times. Right. Um that that discipline of constant never-ending approve, improvement. Right was there and it was something to always fall back on that there was always only so much of getting out of shape i would allow myself to get (laughs) yeah have you found the one join blunt reflections in association with sologamous.com celebrating sologamy what is sologamy marrying yourself the ceremony of marrying yourself we commit to yourself all over again Allow Blunt Reflections to create a wonderful dynamic keepsake to signify your journey into realization how much and how important self-love is. Each sologamy package includes two videos, one for your computer and one for your phone. Also included are vows personalized for your journey and the certificate of authentication saying that you have started the journey of self-love. Also, it will be dazzled. Oh my God. And just like the journey of self-love is, each video contains dynamic, beautiful pictures to inspire you on the journey of self-love, which you can use for your phone or any backdrop to celebrate your journey of self-love. So go ahead, join BluntReflections.com in celebrating sologamy, loving yourself all over again. Do you want to get married? I tell you, the voice from within says yes. 
Because remember, you are loved. So celebrate that journey with bloodreflections.com. Sign up today and let's begin the journey of self-love, the sologamous life. Ms. Aaron Huey, thank you for having me on your show. I knew yes. I couldn't protect my daughter. Right. And that, here's, here's what I want to say. When that wound becomes the way, the pain becomes the path, the tears become the trail, the wreckage becomes the resume, the, the mess creates the messenger. Right. The, the, you know, there's something that you have to have when that recognition is like, oh crap, I'm supposed to do this. Like you said, when when using your voice suddenly is that healing path. Yes, when, yes. When as a child you had none, now that's that's all you have. You come back to that one thing that was always with you. Martial arts was always with me. Wow. And turning that into the message that this is something you will always have. Right. That six-year-old boy is now a 24-year-old man who is a partner in the business that I'm a partner in. We tra- we still train together. He was with me at the Martial Arts Hall of Fame right. uh, this past year when I got inducted. Like, like th- it's not... Did it make me into the man? No. My scars. Right. That's what made me into the man, but the martial arts gave me the courage to fight that dragon that, look, I'm 53 years old and I talk about my my biological father being sexually assaulted. Don't tell me trauma goes away. Yeah, I'm I'm amen. Amen, brother. Amen, brother. <laughs> but, but when that hole shows up in the road, right. that dragon starts crawling out of the hole saying, yeah, yeah, you and me got a contract. Martial arts gave me the tools to fight it mm. and, and, and hold my own and stand my ground and beat that beast back into the hole so that I can keep walking down this road that I want to be on, not the one that the dragon's going to take me down. And well, you know what? Before we, ha- we have about 10 minutes left, and I want to ask you a few questions before we close up, one where people can contact you. But before we do that, I, I, you, know, you, you, you said you had a daughter. How old is your daughter? My daughter is 27. My son is 26. Well, I got you know, a son let's, out let's, of my let's, second marriage. Let's, let's talk about your daughter. Because, you know, your son, you know, I'm sure you, you, you translate your lessons very clearly to your son by, you know, easily example, you know, because you can see, like, like, that's just how we learn. Um, but when you're talking to a daughter, what's the most important advice that you think you've given her so far? You can handle it. Oh, that's gorgeous. That's, oh. I don't. Yeah, she's got to know. She's got to know this thing that that you and I found out that this, this, the answer is going to come from within. Yeah, you need a support group to help you find it. Yeah, you need to ask advice. But when when she would when anytime she would come to me with anything, I would always just hand her the problem right back and say, "You got this. I trust you." My the words I didn't know if 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 she was listening to this, but she's tired of the sound of my voice. I love it. We have, a, we have an amazing relationship, but yeah. I know she's heard it. But if she was sitting here right now and I said this, um, she'd be able to mouth the words. And I would always say, you'll figure it out. You always do. 
And that, that was the mantra of father to daughter, that I was not here to solve her problems. I was mm. here to be a resource so that she could solve her own. I love that. That you know what? That is the great parenting advice. You know, and that being said, um, please let people know in the last couple of minutes where they can find you and connect more of what uh, with what what you do. Yeah, if you're a parent, um, the market, the the type of parents I work with and support in as many ways as possible with my podcast Beyond Risk and Back. You can find that anywhere you download podcasts. With my Facebook group, it's a private group uh, called Parenting Teens That Struggle. Uh, there's 4,500 parents on there who are just looking out for each other and got each other's backs. It's amazing. It's a completely, okay. it's, it's, it's taken on its own life and they answer each other. You pose a, a question or a problem, bam, you got 30 parents who are like, I've been through this. Let me tell you what I did. It's amazing. Um, I also have a parenting masterclass and in I ran an adolescent uh, mental health and addiction treatment center, mm. um, a residential program for 15 years. And everything I ever taught parents, and we had a massive parent intervention program, better than any program right. in the U.S., and it gave us the top recovery rate for adolescents in the U.S. We closed because of the fires in Estes Park, Colorado. The, everything I have ever taught for a parent, I want every parent to know this. Number one. This is a conversation. Everybody has to earn their crown. Greetings, I'm Queen Be Divine. Blase, blase. This is the Cure Is Conversation. Blase, blase. So sit back and relax. And hey, I was just wondering if you were interested in learning more mental health tips to helping you become the best version of who you want to be, to encourage you that change can happen anytime and it doesn't always have to be negative. Do you want to learn from people just like you who've had stories and situations that they have overcome and still are going on the journey? Well, The Cure is a Conversation has guests just like that who share their story to inspire you to continue the journey to be the best version of you. So why don't you join me and become a monthly subscriber and you will have access to these fascinating and wonderful people and their story and get to listen to me as host of The Cure is Conversation. Come share the joy, transparency, and the victory of success because you define your success and these stories, they will help you to see that, hey, you're already there. Just keep going. Look forward to being with you and sharing the stories with you. Everybody has to earn their crown. Greetings, I'm Queen Be Divine. Blase, blase. This is the Queen's conversation. Blase, blase. Everything I have ever told a parent is on there and outlined for free, and you're going to have to fight because it is scattered through a thousand podcasts and a thousand videos and blah, blah, blah. Or 
I put it into a parenting masterclass. Right. It's 99 bucks for 56 classes. It is, some of the classes are a minute long. Some of them are 30 minutes long. It's self-paced. Right. And it's at brab, B-R-A-B, app, A-P-P dot com. Brab app dot com for Beyond Risk and Back. Um, 99 bucks for the whole course. Well, and they... it's a lifetime membership. I just want parents to, to, to have it. If you like martial arts, I have a martial arts podcast called The Mat. Um, you can find that anywhere you you find podcasts that's my that's that's my hobby podcast that's what i you see that's what i love about us who are you know light workers people who bring messages we've got a plethora of stuff like you know so check him out like i tell you aaron is is just you know i love his energy i love the fact that parents need these resources so check him out all the information will be in the description box box below and like i say i'm queen beat of mine you know if you're looking for love outside yourself you've gone too far so look from start from within and let it resonate out um and love each other take care of each other and like i always say blase blase means to tell your story and listen to others and aaron thank you so much we have to do a part two because you're such an interesting character thank you so much and blessings to you and yours and we with that we end right thank you so much aaron you 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 are a light and thank you you got it Be divine, and thank you for listening to today's podcast. The Cure is the Conversation podcast is brought to you by BluntReflections.com, where mental health is the priority because the priority is you, and you deserve to be the best version of who you were meant to be. Today's guests share their stories and journeys and their insights in continuing that journey. So be sure to check out any links below if you'd like to continue that path on becoming the best version of you. I myself have been down that road and believe me, it is very difficult sometimes to find the support and information so you can become the best version of you. This is why I created The Cure Is Conversation. It will definitely lighten the load so you can see the best way forward. And when you have someone who you can trust or you feel comfortable with to have that conversation with, it is definitely empowering. So please check back weekly where I will feature guests who will help you move forward to becoming the best version of you. This is the Cure is Conversation. Blase, blase. Everybody has to earn their crown. Greetings, I'm Queen Be Divine. Blase, blase. This is the Cure Is Conversation. Blase, blase. So sit back and relax and listen. Blase, blase. This is the Cure Is Conversation.